Hello. Hey, welcome back, all my lovely ADH tours. Good to see you. This is Ben and Addy. We are a community of ADHDers that are like helping out other ADHDers to try and understand what we're going through and we just try and work it out together. So thanks for joining us. Today's episode is about communicating your ADHD. Like mm-hmm. how do you tell other people that you have ADHD and what would you like other people to know? Like we ask our community, what would you like other people to know about your ADHD? Mm-hmm. So we wanted to explore the different ways because... Right? Yeah, there's a lot of misunderstandings, there's stereotypes that people have. There's um, people think all sorts of crazy things. And I was thinking that it would be great to have like, we almost want to be like good representatives for ADHD mm. and help people understand in like a loving way. Even if they have um, all these preconceptions, you know, everyone, everyone's like perception is like their truth, you know, to them, you know. So it's like, how do you tell people about ADHD in a way that doesn't like get crazy and think, Oh, this isn't true. How dare you think that about me? You know, because we could totally, that could totally happen. So we wanted to explore the different ways to tell people about your ADHD in a way that is informative and helpful to the world. Mm -hmm. So I was doing a little bit of research and stuff, but how, yeah. What about you, Addy? Do you tell people about ADHD? How does it go for you? Well, usually I just tell them that I have a podcast <laughs> called ADHD Explorers. And from nice. that, they probably get the gist. Um, handy. But no, before the podcast um, and ADHD Doers, um, I initially struggled because I'm still, you know, undiagnosed officially. And so I had a period of time where I was like, can I even tell people I'm still only self-diagnosed? Like, is it even valid? Yeah, that's valid? a hard stage. Um, yeah, and um, I think I started out by just being like, oh, I, um, well, <laughs> way, way, way ago, <laughs> I used to just tell people I have chronic lateness disorder as like a joke, mm. but also semi-serious because mm. I was always late for things. Um, yeah. And then once I started looking to ADHD, I was kind of like, well, I think that it might be this. So um, these are some of the things that I might struggle with. And I would kind of just, I guess, tell people like when it came up. So um, if it was, I thought, going to be relevant to uh, the situation. So like when I started a job, I'd be like, I struggle with timekeeping. So just, you know, like if I'm late... It's not that I'm like, I don't care. Um, unfortunately, people are still not super understanding of stuff like that. So yeah. it really just depends on who you are telling. Um, I found when I'm telling like friends or family or anything like that, like they've been super understanding. Um, mm. If you have an HR department at work, they're probably like a good place to start if you want to tell your work. Um, because they should be understanding because that's what HR is there for. And have accommodations uh, and Exactly, accommodations. Um, and uh, so when I first started my old job, I told my manager at the time, I was like, I think I might have ADHD. And I got the old chestnut of, um, 
oh, ADHD doesn't exist. It's just made up. Like, yeah, that's, that's mm, no, crazy. No, it's very real. And then <laughs> we got drunk uh, at the bar like a week after I started and we ended up having like deep and meaningful chat in the bathroom. I was like crying to him. And <laughs> then he believed wow. me. <laughs> oh, well, so, that's you know, one that's way to tell option. people. Just get drunk with your get boss. Get drunk with them <laughs> and cry it out. Yo, and what? just cry at them and be like, this is what it's like for me, okay? It's yeah, really hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Like, we feel emotions strong. And I was doing some research. I was reading the wonderful blog, Untapped Brilliance, which is about a resource for um, adult ADHDers. And they were saying that like mm-hmm. one really effective way to tell people about your ADHD is to is to like sh- share the symptoms. Like you don't even have to say like I have ADHD because mm. that's like a it's almost like a potent trigger word, you know. But what you can say mm-hmm. is like if someone's like, oh, do you want to come in at 9 a.m. and do this thing? Instead of saying no, I have ADHD, how dare you? You can say something like <laughs> I'm not a morning person. So, like, I would say that, like, that's one way to do it if you don't want to be like, I have ADHD. I'm all for, like, full transparency and, like, being honest and, like, Mm. sharing it. And I know that's not an option and maybe you don't feel like that you want to go that route. But I feel like what that allows me to be, in my case, is I get to be, like, I don't have to filter myself to be around neurotypicals and stuff because I'm, Mm. I want to be, like, proudly ADHD and share that there's this, like, diversity of mind that it's actually really useful and when you when you yeah. I want to be like and I try and tell people like I was on a I was on um, a ukulele podcast yesterday um or like yeah I mean last week wow what is time <laughs> um <laughs> last week and I and I <laughs> said really yourself. clear like I was like I feel emotions really strong I have ADHD you know I said mm-hmm. it like that you know and actually, what I found with people's reaction is that a lot of people can resonate with when you say it like that. When you say something like, I'm not a morning person, or when you can say, like, I feel emotions really strong. Everyone knows what that's like, so they instantly know where you're really coming from, rather than, like, oh, I have ADHD, where they can't really, re- like, relate to it straight away. But because I, like, paired them, like, oh, I mm. feel emotions really strong, I have ADHD. It's a like because people can only grip onto concepts in their mind if they have, if they have like something relative, you know, like if they have like their own experience mm-hmm. that they can relate to it. It's like you're always building li- little Lego blocks together and bridging things. But it is an interesting thing. Yeah. So I thought, like, one of the advice on Untapped Brilliance, it's a wonderful vlog, a blog. I mean, mm-hmm. was share the symptoms of it as it comes up you know so if yeah, you so like don't as they become relevant yeah like um if someone like if you're dating someone it's a very interesting thing like how do you tell them that you have adhd and you can say things like you know i have like this different kind of brain and they they, they i know they call it adhd but um this is how it affects me and this is like what it really mm. involves. And um, mm-hmm. I think that's a, it's a kind of a good conversation to have, I think. But like, you don't have to like rush in and be like, oh, hi, my name is Ben. I made HD. But I think it's a really important part. See, I, I think put... it's a massive part. <laughs> 
I put on my profile, I put neurodivergent. Um, mm. So I don't put ADHD. Um, I just, I put neurodivergent because um, in some cases it's just like a conversation starter because some people have never heard that term before. Um, yes. And then for other people, if they if they are also neurodivergent themselves, then it's a, then it's also a conversation starter because they're like, mm. oh, what what brand are you? You know, like, yeah, and then yeah, you can yeah. get talking. And so it's either um, for people who aren't who are neurotypical. Usually, that means they have to ask something anyway to understand it. And for people who are neurodivergent, they they understand it because they know what it means, right? Um, and so it kind of is like a an icebreaker of sorts. Um, and honestly, that's like the first thing my partner asked me on the dating app when we matched was like, "Hey, um, I'm ADD. Like, what are you?" <laughs> because I had no way oh, and so it like cool. was out there straight away because that we're was both, your like, tinder bio <laughs> that's hilarious oh, my, well, my uh other dating app bio <laughs> that's hilarious well that's really yeah. cool so we asked the community how do you tell other people and so we're gonna look at their ideas and see what we can share and learn from it because like I know that I haven't perfected the art of sharing um how I'm ADHD and what it involves, but I've gotten better for sure over the mm. past like three years of knowing that I have ADHD. And then we also asked them, what do you want people to know about ADHD? You know, the things that people mm -hmm. don't really know. So how about we go exploring, Addy? Yeah. So, I mean, I would say the majority of people who answered the how do you tell people question just said, I don't. So that's probably not the best start. <laughs> interesting but wait let's also, talk about I that i guess though. like if you don't feel comfortable or safe then that actually probably might make the most sense for you and i think the reason for that is because of the lack of understanding right so that's probably why people don't because there's a stigma right and that's preventing people sharing again so it's like either like as a community we can hide and forever just allow no <laughs> like random people to have this stereotypical view or we can be like proudly waving these flags because I think ADHD there's no descriptive this that, like that does not tell you anything that's four letters most people don't even know what it stands for okay but Russell Barkley on my they opinion, do, even the that best, doesn't really explain it ah the best ADHD researcher Russell Barkley prefers to call it executive dysfunction which i think mm -hmm. is better a step in the right direction but who even knows what that means you know we need a better way like <laughs> oh you know i have like i have like a what's it called i used to call uh a, i had a swashbuckler heart you know like a pirate that's like going around <laughs> and like oh all the ladies all over here like all new beautiful things you know because we need some sort of term where we can tell people and they're like oh i get it you know some mm. sort of sentence or phrase like, hey, like, I am a night watchman for the tribe. And that's why my sleeping pattern is a different chronotype. Mm -hmm. You know, that's one way to do it. <laughs> Lol. <laughs> so what did people say? They just said they don't share? that they have So ADHD many people just said, I don't. Oh, my yeah, God. They just don't share. Yeah. I get it, though. There's such a stereotype. That's sad. But also. People think yeah. we're all, like, hyperactive kids and that people think we grow out of it too that's also a myth yeah like definitely you and then learn someone else strategies. said i don't 
they said um i don't because always get the well everyone has a bit of autism slash adhd i'm so tired i can't bother to do it anymore which is like fair enough if you're constantly getting that response yeah there needs to be like a movement a new movement because i'm sick of it too and i think i think it's i've been trying to communicate it really clearly with people you know because like i don't want to i'm very proud of having a unique brain that like thinks in creative divergent ways and i know like you can Mm. feel strong emotions with this kind of brain but you know you can learn how to manage that and all sorts of things so like there should be I don't know, an ADHD renaissance, you know, where we're unleashed (laughs) our full potential. And it's like, wow, you're ADHD. You're so lucky. Wow. Or, you know, like, not, I don't know how many people would say that, but, you know, like, if people fully understood the story and fully understood what your, what kind of brain you have, then they would gain the ability to appreciate your unique prose and, be able to love the cons better because they just understand so like i'm all for people sharing how they what what's really going on in a way that people can understand but this is the art you know how how do you work out how to do that Mm. so someone said that misdiagnosed and adhd is their handle i just come straight out with it it's an excellent nice person filter (laughs) Wow. Which is kind of true. <laughs> wow. That's really cool. Rockin', rock on. Because you can instantly tell. If if people don't like it, then yeah, they can just be removed from your life. Frog but off. Frog off, indeed. <laughs> but it's like, um, I was watching a podcast last night about the, the, um, the man who talks to KKK members. And okay. he tells them what it's like to be a black person Mm. and he sits with them and listens to them. That's the first thing he does because you're trying to change someone's views. And if you just go up against them aggressively, you won't, they won't be open to your perspective because you won't open to their perspective. So one of Mm -hmm. the things that, in my research I've picked up is the one great thing to ask if you want to tell someone is say, what do you know about ADHD? And then Mm. they can tell you where they're at with their ADHD knowledge journey, because if it doesn't affect them directly, you know, you wouldn't expect someone to learn everything there is behind this condition. That's actually very misunderstood. And so um, from that point, Mm -hmm. you can, you can see where they're at and you can, you know, really take in what they've seen and then you can share your experience afterwards. And I think that's that's a brilliant way to do it because you're not you're not like saying, oh no, that's not true, that's not true, because everything's true for that, you know, for that person, you know? Every, because that's what they've learned. You know, how will they know any other way? Mm. So I thought that was really cool. What do you know about ADHD? Listen to them and then you can share your perspective. No, if you have the time. Your own experience, yeah. Yeah. I think that's really cool. Wow. So another person has said there's some really cool metaphors that people have have shared. 
like one for example mm-hmm. um Nate said it's like being a browser with 50 tabs open and i love that metaphor it's so handy <laughs> um i sometimes think about yeah. it like um i know there's an expression and i like warped the expression but i say it's like having a pig brain in a formula 1 car you know like the executive <laughs> Just dysfunction a pig driving a ferrari <laughs> Yeah, a pig driving a Ferrari, but you've got this super powerful engine that when you're doing something that you love, you're like endlessly motivated. You know what I mean? Like when you're in like that amazing mm. video game or you're something something you're really curious about, you are endlessly motivated and finding that thing and running with that thing is like I've seen in all successful ADHDers, you know, they found that thing that makes them want to do it all the time because they just love it and um i think yeah like having a a pig driving a ferrari it's kind of like how i experience it is that like people and i'm sure people relate to this but like i feel like people say i have so much potential but like i just like maybe can't steer and i crash into a wall sometimes you know with my ferrari <laughs> and that's definitely yeah. the art of adhd learning to drive that ferrari and by doing <laughs> what you brain. love yeah we have a pig brain <laughs> so um someone else said uh i'm really bad at it so i just show your content that specifically applies to me oh, that's so brilliant. it's kind of like you know explaining your symptoms um they just show people adhd doers meme like page which yes. is great i love that our content is being used for that yeah, I love for relationships. And I think also like seeing things on social media or it, like in, even just seeing memes or something like that and like something that people can, uh, an easy to intake format can help yeah. them. I, yeah. um, I sent uh, one of my partners, like uh, Jess from How to ADHD has the video on um, uh. ADHD and relationships. And yeah. so sending people like those kind of videos as a as a starter of like, oh, this is what this is something that you can intake. That's really handy. Five actually. minutes long or whatever it is. Because they're like the professional communicators. Well, like we are. <laughs> mm. But like to have a video where it's all <laughs> colorful and it's like optimized for like attention retention, then it's like ideal, right? Because people be like, wow, what is this? Pretty colors. I'm going to learn about ADHD <laughs> relationships. I was going to say ADHD yeah. couple is really good on Instagram mm-hmm. for relationships. Yeah. Uh, amazing. They both have ADHD and they draw really cute little pictures. So amazing cute. to share. Like my um, partner has been share, like following them and has really learned a lot and it's helped us a lot. Yeah. I, think I would say like also we bit. get a lot of DMs of people who say, I, I love your page. I send like the, your content to my boss, my parents, wow. my partner, and it helps them understand me, you know? I never so, thought about yay. that as like a That's valid. That's a good use. So good. I never thought about that as a proper communication method, but that is communication. It's like pictures tell way more stories and videos tell even more words. You know, mm-hmm. it paints a, a million words a video. If a painting tells a million, that's a really good idea. It'd be cool to share like on my story, some of them, you know, so people can like understand me in a different way, you know, 
because mm. I've never had that. So I know some people on like mental health awareness days, they say like, hey, like I'm going to take this a chance to like post um, about my mental health and uh, what my condition is. Mm-hmm. And people like just do an educational post once a year. And that's like, that's not pushy. That's like really, I think it's an important thing to bring an awareness to different conditions. And it takes a lot of courage to do mm-hmm. that. But I think um, like I have this friend, Tan, who's amazing at it. And she really shares what it's like to have ADHD. And she, instead of just doing a quick thing, she like writes it all out in beautiful letters with a beautiful background. And it's mm. like beautiful to look at. And I think that's a really effective communication. It's just when something's beautiful. Mm. You know what I mean? I like that. What are you looking at? You're just like so, silent. Are you on your phone? Someone else <laughs> says, I am. I'm looking at the answers oh, okay. on my You're phone. You're looking at the answers. Okay. Uh, someone else Long. says, uh, it's another kind of metaphor one. I say, instead of one TV in my head, I've got five at the same time, different channels, languages, and volumes. Yeah, that's true. I think that's a great way to put it. Different songs. Yeah. The songs are always <laughs> playing. I was, I said, because, and it's also interesting because different, we all have different styles of ADHD, right? Like no person mm. with ADHD is the same. And um, I was like working with my partner the other day and he was like, oh, here's, you know, a headset you can put on, you can listen to your music. And I was like, yeah, that's cool. I mean, like I can, but also like I always have a song playing in my head, don't you? <laughs> yes. And he was like, no. <laughs> wow, he doesn't. And he has like, ADHD. Oh. Do you know what style know. of ADHD he has? Yeah. I think he not... was diagnosed ADD. So back okay. in the day when that was like primarily. So that's inattentive, inattentive now, right? I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, Me too. But he also probably just has like the, the anxiety thoughts running through his brain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny because it's like, how do you describe the endlessness that is your, like your reality in a way and how it's different? You know, you could go oh, on forever, but I was trying to explain it. Yeah. I was like, it's like there's like fifty different voices talking all over each other all at the same time. Yeah. And like you're trying to listen to one of them, but you can't really hear the one of them, right? And then they're all just like overlapping. I was like, it's yeah. like that, but also in color. Yes, and with music and with bright sunshiny beams, you know. And then there's like two lines of one song playing on repeat. Two lines of one (laughs) song, yes. And sometimes that stuff is relevant to what you're doing at the time. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, um, (laughs) what was I going to say? I've forgotten. But I was going to say that another really interesting thing about ADHD and one thing, one concept that I really want to help myself communicate to people is like do you ever have this thing where you you're existing and then like the time disappears and you like wake up again and you're like oh and now I'm now I'm here and like sometimes you can't remember <laughs> where you were or what you were doing or, but like now you're here you know like if you're like you really in your head. yeah or like sometimes like before I meditated, I think it happened and I didn't realize. And now I'm meditating. Mm. 
those moments happen way more often. I think it happens like maybe every two minutes at least where I'm like, I like come to present consciousness again. Um, but before that, you know, you, I would have very long periods where I would just be in my head and not aware of what's going on around me, you know, or, or I'd just be doing something mindlessly and not be conscious of it, you know, like it would just be automatic. Mm -hmm. And then I'd have that moment where I'm like, oh, now I'm here. Okay. Where am I? Breathe. Where, what's up? What am I doing? <laughs> yeah. So that's a really, it's a, like a, like a blip, like you blip out or you. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like derealization or depersonalization, which I don't know if it's related to ADHD, but I think it can be. I think it's but like it would a be interesting to honeybee explore it more. of attention. Like when I, um, <laughs> when I was deep in meditation one time, I had this uh, concept come to mind that was um, my attention is like a honeybee going from flower to flower all the time or mm. whatever is interesting to my brain at the time, whether that's, you know, mm -hmm. the TV or this noise or that. And the like realization was if I don't learn to control that, wherever that bee goes will be what I think about. It will be what I do with my life. It will lead my fate eventually, you know, where your attention is, mm -hmm. you know, your thoughts go and where your thoughts go is where you, what you're thinking about, what you're like exploring, what, what, what stands out to you at the time even. So it completely changes your perception mm -hmm. on base on wherever your attention goes. There's also cool bits about ADHD that I could like rave about, like <laughs> how, because we do blip in and out of like the, um, present moment we are always having to sew things together in our brain like you've probably had this experience where you are listening to someone and then you listen for like 30 seconds and then boom you're in a daydream you come back and they're like yeah you know what i mean and you're like oh, and you're, like, oh. you're yeah. like yeah 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 totally so you have to immediately and that happens so many times a day to us right that you have to take one thing you just heard and the thing you heard earlier and we're like, what is the connection here? And I think because we're always doing that, we get really freaking good at pattern recognition and really good mm -hmm. at like seeing through things or, you know, seeing, seeing how things connect and patterns and, and recognizing those kind of things because we don't see it like other people see it. We like working it out fresh in a way, I feel. Mm -hmm. That's why it's... I think also my partner put it that like because we forget things <laughs> a lot mm. so then we're like constantly relearning them and like coming yeah. at things with a fresh perspective as well yes because it's like yes. we forget that we already learned that <laughs> do you ever feel like and i've been dying to ask this but do you ever feel like when you wake up in the morning you like forget what you're doing with your life yeah all the time <laughs> because Especially i feel lately. like I feel like I wake up and it's like my wife says it's like being on 51st dates. You, you know that movie where the woman forgets, every, she only lives one day at a time and then she, she forgets yeah. and then lives it again. And yeah. I kind of really relate to that because I do wake up and like I have a notebook, right? And I keep track of like what I'm doing at the time. 
but now I have like six of those notebooks and I'm like, where did I write the last <laughs> thing that I was doing with my life again? <laughs> Jeez Louise. I know I'll get there one day. I know there's like some great tools and like researching productivity is an amazing place to find those tools, but geez, Louise, it's, it's a, it's a process mm-hmm. and, and different people are on different stages of the ADHD journey, but yeah, tangent tangents for days. That's what we're here for. So someone else, Sean Rollins said, same as with anything else, casually drop personal information into otherwise normal conversations. That's a good way to get it out there. So, yeah, like if, you know, something comes up about, you know, so-and-so lost their keys and you're like, yeah, I do that all the time. Yeah. You know, (laughs) I think that's And you kind of just like drop it in there. (laughs) And that's a great way to put it because um, people can relate to it, you know? Yeah. Oh, I'm like that too. I'm like that too. Yeah. I like that how it affects you so amar has said only to whom it may concern and i understand that because if you think you're going to get a bad reception you you don't want to share with someone anyway if they're a judgmental kind of person but if they're a loving person i think we're super attracted to loving people and open-minded people um and that seems to be kind of a common thread What? So a few people said um, something along those lines that they only tell, you know, friends or only my inner circle knows um, mm. and that they, they, yeah, they kind of keep it to only specific people who they feel like they need to know, which that's totally valid. It's definitely a hard place to be when you're ADHD because it's like a kind of semi-invisible uh neurology it's a like condition because Mm -hmm. because like you appear normal looking it's only when (laughs) you know like (laughs) compared i think that's why i wear bright brightly colored clothes because it kind (laughs) of like warns people like hey i'm freaking i'm like i feel things strong i'm different yeah get ready you know, I and have so it prepares pink them. And green hair. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and for some reason, I've I've done experiments where I've worn like different clothes and things, and I find that when I wear brightly coloured clothes, people are way more friendly to me. Is that interesting? Mm. I also yeah. did some experiments with hair, and I like would I used to like straighten my hair with a hair iron and have it in front of my face, <laughs> like an like was the style in emo days. 2000s <laughs> and I noticed that on those days where people couldn't see my faces clearly people were less open to talking to me oh yeah I bet is that interesting because they just couldn't see my face and you can't get a signal on people if you can't see their face Here's mm. my face. and I found that really interesting <laughs> um but I really liked I wanted to read people a quote from um untapped brilliance uh, again her name mm-hmm. is Jacqueline Sinfield and she's like this is like for adult ADHDs dears and she said Bef- before you tell people that you have ADHD there are misconceptions that you got to know about you know um 
and she said this in an ideal world if you told someone you have adhd they would say i'm so happy that you have found the root cause of your struggles that must feel amazing now you can start treating and managing it let me know if i can help in any way <gasps> can you imagine mm. that <laughs> But she said, um, in reality, <laughs> what happens is people will question your diagnosis, dismiss it, or give you their opinions about ADHD medication. This can lead you to feel undermined rather than supported. So I think that's I think that's mm. a really interesting thing that you can't let someone's words like shake you out and freak you out because they yeah. don't know it as good as you. Like you are an expert at ADHD, all of you, because you have been living it all these all these years and so mm -hmm. i think that's nice and important to remember is that we can't expect people to like instantly understand but we can make them curious about what it's like and mm -hmm. we can tell them in a way that's like you know educational fun like memes through memes yeah. and i think I think things are changing a bit, right, as well. Like I am doing a theatre show in the summer and we had our first meeting and we were filling out like as a group the form for accessibility for the festival that we're part of. And it was like, do you identify as any of these things? And it was like disabled, LGBTQ, neurodivergent was on there mm. and... Then they asked, you know, like, do you need to know about X, Y, Z policies at the theater? Like, you know, the accessibility of washrooms, you know, mm. how the washrooms are labeled, like gender wise. And then they were also like, Whoa. do you want to know about our scent policy? Which like, What's I have that? never been asked that before. And I was like, yes, I do. Scent? I'm sensitive to smells. Scent. Oh, scent. Like smells. Wow. Yeah. And um, I like felt comfortable being like, yeah, I like have sensory issues. I'm sensitive to strong smells, particularly perfumes and cigarettes. So, yes, I would like to know like what the policy nice. is about that. And obviously that's like theater. And I feel like just in general, the arts are kind of a bit more open yeah. in that sense. Yeah. Um, and I find Creative that people. they're are in general more di neuro neurodivergent people in the arts sector. Yeah. So um, it's going to naturally have like more options to talk about things like that. But, you know, it's, it's just good in general that like, that's even an option. I'd never have been asked that before. I'd never even been able to check a box that says, are you neurodivergent when you're signing up for something? So like, it's amazing. It's, it's happening slowly. Yeah. <laughs> because like, with how genes work, we're always going to get variations in people. Mm -hmm. I found I wanted to share this because I feel it's really nice. It was shared by Sherms with us, and I'd love to share it. When she said, um, in response to how do you tell other people about your ADHD? She said, I overshare, of course. I'm an open book with zero shame. I feel like it helps people understand me mm -hmm. more. And I thought that's such a brilliant way yeah. because the emotion you bring to it and the vibe you bring to it is what will color people's perception of what ADHD is and someone with ADHD should feel like. Because sometimes when you tell people you have ADHD, they're like, in, like they don't show it on their faces, but they're inside they're like, oh no, that must be really hard. You know, they're always like that. And it's kind of negative. And that's nice of them 
to feel that way. But I feel like if you want to, you can do it in other ways, which is really cool. Like being an open book and just and just sharing open and honestly, like, hey, like there's this is this is this different thing about me, and this is how it works, and isn't it so interesting? Whoa, what's going on? You know? Yeah. Wow. And a couple of other people said something like they share their strengths first so that oh, that's cool. it's like, oh, I'm really um, good at doing things when I'm passionate about it. So X, Y, Z. And then mm. I also struggle with this. And so um, then it kind of takes away that like n- automatic negative that people might put on it, I yeah. guess. Yeah. And like someone else, Sargain okay. and Sargain Colors said, I tell about my achievements first because people tend to assume low intelligence and no focus ever. So I love that. It's like telling people, people like what you've low. done. And wow. yeah, I have heard people say like, oh yeah, it's a um, learning disability or, you know, like people, or if I've even been told by a doctor when I was getting assessed, you can't have ADHD because you did well in school. Like that that's so funny so people assume there and there is in all the studies that have been done there has been found there is no correlation with intelligence wow that's fascinating freaking good facts Mm -hmm. addy yes well i i think it's because it's it's been so it's been like so like uh it's so recent kind of in a way that we're learning how to label all these different like neurodiversities and like learning about what each one involves and i think it's to do with like you know there's there's like this is the first time in human history where we've had like the internet you know that we can have this huge communication (laughs) we can find the trends in different people and we can gather in groups and share our unique perspectives like we are right now in a way we've got like this mini microculture online of adhders and we're all sharing what it's like for us and so I feel like we're learning to understand at a rate we've never had before. So it's like you can't expect humans to know things that they haven't even had exposure to before, you know. And so like this mm. is the age I feel like over the next like 10, 20 years and yeah, maybe it should be faster. But we're going to have a revolution with people like <laughs> Neha Siddiqui, who is a doctor with ADHD, who's like knows how her brain works yeah. and is killing it doing it her own unique way and she is a doctor which is the best Mm. news and that means she'll share along her career all the ways her brain is different and know how to treat people with ADHD in a such a beautiful way even she said she doesn't always share it with everyone right yeah yeah, (laughs) in the workplace but that's what I so it just goes to show you like there is so much uh stigma and this information out there about what it means something I struggle with about telling people is when is it an explanation and when is it an excuse that is a great question you know? I've been thinking about that because I feel like yeah sometimes people think you're just trying to use it as an excuse, an excuse. to not do something but it's so like, the coolest way of no, it's I genuinely can't do that thing. <laughs> yeah, the coolest way I've seen this talked about is 
you can't ever like have excuses, but you can like take ownership. Mm -hmm. So it's like, let's say you have a, you're really stressed. You get tipped over the edge and you like, you have a big meltdown and you say some mean things to like someone in your life. Mm -hmm. Like on one hand, you could say, I've ADHD, like feel pity for me, la la la. But that mm. I don't think is the right route. I think the right route is saying you acknowledge how you made them feel. And then mm -hmm. you take ownership. I think we still have to take ownership. And I know that puts extra pressure on us to be in a certain way, but it helps us interact with the world in a good way. You know, I think there's both. You can explain it that like, hey, my brain is like this and this is what it automatically does and explain like so they can understand where you're coming from. But then I think mm. you still got to like, you still got to like say like, okay, I'm still going to, because yeah, we have ADHD, but it doesn't mean we can't change because I think that's the process of growth, you know, and you can change in whatever way you feel. But I like, for example, I definitely feel like, let's say three years ago, I found out I had ADHD, but it was with the perspective that I couldn't do anything about it. That would mm. freaking kill my whole world. But if I went at it from a perspective like ADHDers does, where, look, you have this kind of brain, how can we rock it? How can we, how can we make the most of this kind of brain and use it to, to our advantage sometimes? Mm. You know, that involves building skills like emotional regulation, like task management, all these different things that like, you know, in the normal, normally they're like boring, but you can make them fun in your own way. And I think, <laughs> I think that changes your whole world when you look at it from that perspective rather than, oh, I can't do anything. So I'd say, yeah, the difference between taking, like making excuses and, and like owning it is that route which route you take in that in that regard yeah and it's like like you said I think taking ownership of being like especially when it comes to like if it's caused someone else like hurt yeah. feelings or whatever and then taking ownership of that and being like I understand that I made you feel this way um I'm working on trying to not respond in that way or I'm working on yeah. trying to you know remember things you know um, yeah. But I might also, I might need your help to yeah. remind me, like, I'm sorry, I forgot your birthday. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, it's almost like the key I to communicating your ADHD is understanding it and understanding mm -hmm. how it affects you. Like, you can do an exercise, and I think this is part of one of our workbooks maybe, but it comes down to writing down all the ways your ADHD affects you uniquely. Like, what do you struggle with? Mm -hmm. You can write down like, okay, I struggle with like organizing myself. What, what does that look like? I don't know how, what tasks to focus on. Okay. And then you kind of got a handle and some grip on what's actually going on, like emotional dysregulation and freaking rejection sensitivity you know, all these different things. Mm. I think um, that learning about it has helped me 
be a way better communicator for ADHD because I know freaking four years ago, I felt like ADHD was just in kids. And that's me saying that. Like, I'm the biggest ADHD nerd now, <laughs> I feel. Um, because it's, it's like the more I've learned, the more little breakthroughs you get, you know, and the better you can communicate it. And I like that. I think that's handy. Yeah. I think you're right. Like, the, yeah, the, the self-reporting booklet that we have is the one. Um, oh, is that the one? That you can put in your symptoms and kind of describe what that means to you. And it just helps you go through and, like, understand, yeah, your own ADHD better, right? That's cool. Go booklet makers. Thank you, Amin. <laughs> he runs ADHD. All right, shall we? Go yeah. through some of what people want other people to know. So yeah. It seems like a lot of people don't tell anyone, but then mm -hmm. what do you guys want people to know? That's the question. <laughs> there's a lot there's a lot of responses we've got here. Someone has says said, I can't always control it. That's a huge part of it. Mm. Not being able to control like uh what do they call it? Uh I forgot right now. Impulse control. Yeah, impulse control. Really hard. <laughs> yeah. Walking into a room and forgetting why you walked in. Yeah. Freaking so true. Alexi says that it's my Aww. life's curse. <laughs> yeah. Someone else said, uh, just the fact that I have it and understand when something happens, it might not be intentional. Yeah. And a lot yes. of the times things are not intentional, I think. I know. Like, I'd, I I, think that's... Oh, I'm just talking about myself for no reason just then. Well, let's move on. <laughs> Someone said, I just need you to be patient with me. Well, I'm like, oh, oversharing impulse. Ring, ding, ding. Yeah. Let's go. Um, <laughs> this home dog says, I just need you to be patient with me. I don't mean to get overwhelmed over silly things. That's nice. Oh, yeah. Because I think a big part of like communicating your ADHD is people don't know how to act around you. They need to know how to act around you. And I think that you kind of show people how to act around you by how you behave. So if you feel like um mm. if you want just patience and understanding, I think that's a nice thing to share with someone. It's like you know, I don't mean to feel emotions really strong. I don't mean to, like, forget things. But I just need patience. And I promise you, it'll be really fun. Always. Mm. Oh, KT6 says, I can't tune noises out. I hear it all, the, uh, all no matter how hard I try. Imagine all that stimulus all the time. Yeah, I think people don't it. understand that. Like when I worked in the office, the guys definitely did not understand that. They would be like on the phones, talking loud, doing their job, obviously. And then they didn't understand why I like had to leave the office to be able to do my work. I was like, I can't because I can't focus because you're so loud. You're right. <laughs> like, it is. I really didn't understand how so much <laughs> that is a factor that like, because I feel like we have hunter brains and to have to be a good hunter, you need to be hyper aware of your surroundings and be distracted by everything because you will see all the details. 
And I think that's why mm-hmm. we have that because being distracted in that context is the best thing ever because, oh, you're just, see- you're just aware of everything all the time. So mm. great. But, but I didn't realize how office, much it applied to sound. Not good. Sound is yeah. so distracting. There's freaking wild chickens here in Hawaii and they are clucking <laughs> all the time. So, and I'm trying to record music <laughs> and they're like, cluck, 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 all day long. And I'm like, you guys I just don't understand my ADHD. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. Because you can't expect the chickens to understand. You can't expect everyone in the world to just understand your ADHD. So sometimes you just need to deal with bullshit too. Like that's such a big part yeah. of being ADHD. It's just, all right, here's some bullshit again. And just like, accept it, breathe. Fucking move on. Peace. <laughs> yeah, but I think also if people understood more, like how how much we are like overstimulated by sound and things, they would like, yes. be more understanding of like, I need to go and sit in a quiet room now or like I need to put in my noise-canceling headphones and not yeah. hear anyone because if I get overstimulated, that's going to affect my emotions and I'm going to snap at yeah. someone. <laughs> like, yeah. So don't expect me to do things in a loud room unless yeah. it's a very certain circumstance and then i really want to be in a loud space Lol. Depends, depends on the day <laughs> um i'd like this person says i want them to know how exactly adhd works like the science behind it yeah like the dopamine yeah i'm what did a really cool way i've heard it said by um one of my friends who's an ADHD coach, he says, um, he says we have a, oh, God damn, what, what did he fucking say? He said, um, we have a <laughs> interest-based nervous system. Mm-hmm. An interest-based nervous system, which we do. And I think that basically tells the whole story. Well, it tells a big part of the story because it's like that is what it is, you know? Whatever we're interested in mm. makes us feel how we feel, whatever our attention is on. Mm-hmm. Oh, this person says, by the way, you look so cool, Addy. Just wanted to say. Oh, so Congrats. cute. <laughs> I'd say. That's nice. So many of the comments I get on the lives are about my hair. <laughs> like a lot. Wow, I got to get some colorful <laughs> hair. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, hair. Sarah. Vic, Vic W says starting on a task is so difficult and sometimes I can't oh. simply do it. Oh my gosh. <sighs> yes. I'm sure everyone has a story about this, but I have to tell this one because I can't help myself right now. The, the teacher said to write an essay, okay, one time in English class. And I didn't know I had ADHD at this time. and I just didn't know where to start. I had no idea. I'm like, I don't even know what we're writing an essay about, to be honest, because I was daydreaming. So all I did I drew a picture of an egg (laughs) and I wrote next to it really small (laughs) egg. And they called my mum in (laughs) to school and was like, look, this is what Ben did in class. (laughs) And I was fucking laughing so hard in my inside. I was like, they will not believe this. I will not believe this. But I was like dying because I was like, that's the best picture of an egg I've ever done. And it's and it was just like it was just a line drawing, and it was so round. And egg was written really small, not even on a on a line. It was like really really small. Egg. 
And I thought, I was like, I remember being halfway through that essay and I was just like, I wonder what will happen if I just <laughs> look at this for the next like 40 minutes. <laughs> That's what I thought, because that was easier than thinking of what to do with this fucking essay. Jeez. Never again. I love how you said halfway through that essay and it was still just an egg. <laughs> <laughs> like halfway through the time it was like an hour we had like, <laughs> come on that's not teaching Go halfway through writing this essay <laughs> i was proud of that moment though uh yeah yeah starting things is very hard it i is. remember once um uh, i was living with my sister and we were going to be like subletting the apartment through airbnb so they were sending over some photographers and I was supposed to clean the apartment and I just couldn't. And I was exhausted and I was also kind of depressed at the time. Mm. And so I just slept and um, my sister was so angry. She was like, why didn't you just do it? Why couldn't you just oh do the, the thing? And I was like, I don't know. Like I literally, I don't know. And this time I like, still didn't know that I had ADHD and I was like I don't know I just can't I can't do it and yeah I now she understands um a lot more but I think it takes that's so you know so much so funny how we all have these like brains and these similar things keep coming up just do it I've had said to me so many times I'm like how do I do this thing and they're like oh just do it I'm like but why? But what? <laughs> but, but no. But I don't know. <laughs> I didn't yeah. know. I didn't know like breaking it down and all of these things that help at that time. Atomic Habits, Godsend. I'm going to mention it every episode forever. Yep. Atomic Habits has been my savior. <laughs> the book. Okay, I've mentioned it now. Oh, someone else the, said. Another... Uh, I... Go. I wasn't going to say anything. You go. Oh, you were just going off on a rant. <laughs> yeah, I was going off on a rant. Um, someone else said, I don't forget stuff on purpose. I don't interrupt on purpose. I don't mean to do these things. Yes. Yeah. Especially the forgetting. Like, how would you think that I forgot things on purpose? <laughs> yeah. 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 It's true. It's true. I think I think it's I think it's all about like your relationship with what happens. You know, like if you forget things and go, oh, I hate myself," then you're not going to have a good time because you're like beating yourself up. But I always think that like, mm. "Oh, it's treasure hunt time. Where's the thing?" And I try and be good about <laughs> it, you know. And I try and like yeah. make little landing pads for the objects. But I'm like, "Oh, mini treasure hunt." I try at least and it makes life more whimsical at least that's fun <laughs> whimsicality there's a lot of stigma where i live so someone said hopefully nothing it's what you want them to know oh damn that must be horrible to live somewhere where they're not even open to learning about your brain Mm. So this person says they'd like people to know that if they don't answer the text for weeks, it has absolutely nothing to do with them. Yes, that's yes. a great one. Yeah, I get 
unmatched on dating apps so often because I forget to reply to people. (laughs) Because you don't reply? And I think they think I'm not interested. (laughs) And then I'm like, oh, I just forgot to open the app and respond to you. (laughs) I literally just forgot you existed for like two weeks. And it's not that I don't like you. (laughs) Just out of sight, out of mind. Sorry. It really is out of sight, out of mind. Like, I, I just had a, a, yeah. a vision, okay? It's, imagine if there was a huge screen in your bedroom. Actually, I, this would probably be overwhelming. And so to turn it off would be a good idea, but it has everything there. Everything. Everything. Billy Bob. Actually, that would be everything. so Everything. Never. I would never yeah. do that. That would be the worst thing ever. I guess they call it a calendar, right? <laughs> and they call it like a whiteboard <laughs> on your wall. <laughs> I yeah, guess that's what like, it's supposed to yeah, happen. A whiteboard or a calendar, like, doesn't remind you to text people back. No, and it stays the same right? when you don't do okay. it, when you don't change it. It just stays the same yeah. for two months. My to-do list. I've probably <laughs> done some of this stuff and I haven't even ticked it off. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I think it's good to share. It's, this person has shared. It's not what they stereotypically expect. Like, that's what they'd like people to know. And I think that's, I want to, I want to really yeah. share that too, because I think that's the biggest thing is I want to freaking bust some myths. I want to bust some myths about like, it's, a, it's about like, people always think it's, oh, it's about like, oh, teenagers abusing it for like college, you know, and like studying. Mm. And they think it's just like just hyperactivity, but like, now nah, it's just like the thing that is inside a neurotypical brain, this thing that's inside your brain that tells you this is what you have to do next, or this is how to prioritize things instantly. Ours is just like not as developed and it takes more time to develop. Mm. Okay. So that's the main difference. (laughs) And I think that's, I'm going to freaking bust some myths so hard. I feel like, I feel like (laughs) freaking so passionate right now that people can't share about how their brains are that I want to freaking... I want to freaking like wave a flag on top of the White House and be like, yo, we exist and this is what we're like and bust some myths with a big sign. I don't know. Wow. Well, and the person just above them said that it's not only a lack of attention or hyperactivity, which like, yeah, it's not. And also like hyperactivity changes throughout your life. Like I was a super hyper child, like literally bouncing off the walls is how my mom explained it Mm. Um, and she thought it was sugar back then Mm -hmm. and now my hyperactivity has changed I guess from like years of masking and so like there are times where I just like am allowed quote-unquote to be hyper and I'll be like super like when I'm excited and I'll be like bouncing around but a lot of the time my hyperactivity comes out in like biting my nails like my knee is always moving up and down and like chewing the inside of my mouth like these are all still hyperactivity right but they're like the masked version of it and so I still have that but it's not how most people would picture it yeah I think I'd like people to understand that we are trying really hard all the time in ways that people can't see you know, like, I know if mm-hmm. I remember mm-hmm. your birthday, I really, really care about you. If I send you a message on your birthday, 
you are so lucky. It's like, I love you. Like that is. Or I was on Facebook that day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I've started doing like yearly reminders for birthdays on my, on my calendar. You can make it automatically renew every year, like yearly reminders. And two weeks before someone's birthday, mm -hmm. I've put like, remind me two weeks before this event that it's their birthday in two weeks. Then I can get them a gift, you know? I think that's really cool. Aww. Yeah. Yeah. It helps a lot. May 26th. This person would like person to, <laughs> oh, thanks, Annie. Um, <laughs> wait, I did know you. Wait, shit. Forgot. June? <laughs> no, wait, hang on. December 14th? Yeah. Is it? Is it actually? I made it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yay. See, I care about you. Lol. <laughs> this person says, I'm not selfish, attention seeking, or don't care about what you're saying. I'm impulsive and I hate it too. I think selfishness is an mm -hmm. important thing we should talk about because I think it's a very charged word. It's charged negative when someone says they're selfish. Mm -hmm. But I know in Maori culture, which you you are familiar with, I know, being from New Zealand, they have mm -hmm. a word for people who are in their own mind. There's like a word for it. And it means oh. that they're in their own universe. And that's how they, that's what it means. They're just in their own universe. I love that. And I know that like, and I know that in Malaysian Aboriginals, I was reading a book about an anthropolo anthropolo anthropologist that went and visited the Malaysian Aborigines. And there were people who were neurodivergent there. Like, not that he'd call it that, but mm. they were neurodivergent. And the, the researcher asked someone there, he was like, well, what do you think of that person? Like, tell me about how everyone feels about them. And they would said, they would, they said that, yeah, they're different. But they're ours. They're our, they're our family still. Mm. And we just look after, we, we, we just allow them to be how they are. And I just, I love those two, co those two concepts that like, you can say selfish and it's negatively mm -hmm. charged, or you can say like they're a being within their own universe. And I, I think, yeah. you know, it's not that we don't care. It's just our brains are wired to be in our own universe, which makes us really good at what we do when we focus on something that we love. Mm -hmm. And that means that if Someone we are focused said, on I'm you, not... you care. Yeah. It's true. If we are focused Someone else on said, you, I'm not care, rude yeah. or ignorant. I'm just very excited when socializing and can be impulsive. And this, uh, mm. I think I've, you told me I was came across as rude when you first met me. I think because you had mm -hmm. like learnt the social script like to such a T. And whereas I am my my impulsivity I think is very high. Yeah. Wait, yeah, I'm highly impulsive. <laughs> right. Your, and your so like I regulation um you feel emotional. Yeah, my emotional regulation also. Yeah. Well you did. You've And so I say things like um they, they just pop into my head that like and I used to be a lot worse at it <laughs> and mm -hmm. I just say things and like not 
think about the context of them or like what they how they might come across Mm. um so i think that to a lot of people i would come across as rude but yeah it's it's not that i'm like i think rudeness is like yeah there is like an intentional rudeness right where you're like intentionally disregarding someone's feelings i think that's real rudeness right yeah yeah i don't think anyone means to be rude really it's just when they've got a different reality Mm. at that in that point you know Mm -hmm. it's hard to think of others all the time because it takes more energy and that's why i think people who think of others all the time are so highly regarded Mm-hmm. And know? also so exhausted. <laughs> like, I think that, yeah, we're selfish, but we're also very empathic. We feel what other people feel. Yeah. I feel. And so it gives us that ability to want to make other people happy because we can, like, piggyback on that happiness, you know? And that feels good. Mm. I like that. I think, you know, what I was going to say is that, like, what I didn't realize is I have I have a watch that like reads my heart rate and that when I went to socialize, mm-hmm. my heart rate went up to freaking 120 BPM straight away. What? And I, and I take that feeling in my body as nervousness slash excitement because it's like the same sensation, right? Nervousness and excitement. And I think it's like I get super hyperactive mm-hmm. because I'm feeling like maybe nervous but i feel like i'm on the edge like i have to focus so hard on constant on on conversations and how to act and like oh am i looking at them too much and all of this like stupid stuff that my mm. brain does but i had no idea how to see that change 120 bpm is like crazy fast that's like that's like you're like exercising. running or something right <laughs> yeah but my well, brain does yeah, that like every time medium. Medium. That's. But it would suddenly like jolt up, and my wrist would vibrate. Yeah. <laughs> okay, my it's wrist like, would vibrate doing? like, "Whoa, you are doing something crazy right now, lol." But I think that's really interesting. Is there something you'd like to share about what you'd like people to know about ADHD? Um. That. I think some of those points, like the ones that I picked out, they stuck out stuck out to me like that I'm not rude, <laughs> I'm just impulsive. Um mm, and mm. then the this one is also I think really relevant. They say that I don't always mean to snap at them and for my honesty to hurt them. Because I think sometimes and I know especially I have a habit of being like very blunt. Mm-hmm. Um, and like brutally honest sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And it's not like intended to hurt at all. It's just like that's the, I, that's how I see things, right? And it comes yeah. across as like very tactless. Um, and yet also, yeah, like I can snap suddenly, and even I don't know that it was about to come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I think those are... And that I don't mean to hurt you. It's good to I say it out loud in a way. I don't someone. 
Yeah. But mm-hmm. like, it's part of what makes you so unique. Like, I think you're like endlessly entertaining. I think that's why you're a friend of mine. Because <laughs> I like people who feel like they don't have to fit in, in a way. And they create their own little reality. Mm. And I, and I, I think it's... <laughs> I think it's magic in a way, you know, we need people with different opinions. If everyone was just like, oh, you look great all the time, then fashion would never happen. Mm. You know? Yeah. And we need those people who are brutally <laughs> honest. We do. So thank you for being you. <laughs> Appreciate you. Keep rocking and rolling. One thing I'd like people to know about ADHD is that, yeah, it's not, if I say something that's off the top of my head that you find offensive maybe or has hurt your feelings, I don't mean it to hurt. I don't I don't mean it I don't mean for it to like take you down. It's just mostly a reflection of my inner state, the things I say. So if I'm like if I'm like angry, then I'll say mean things. You know, or like I don't mean to, and I've got like things I can do like at those times, but you know, like take take myself away and stuff. But I would love people to know that like we don't mean to hurt feelings. Right, I think I might have lost Ben. So I'm just gonna go through a couple more responses from people. So uh, Marie Emily X says I need to need to know why it makes me different, what I struggle to understand and what I'm good with. I think that's also really important is like letting people know your strengths um, and that when you're doing the right thing that you can really thrive in it and that you need that motivation to get things done and that when you're motivated, like we can achieve anything along those lines, (laughs) right? Yeah. Can you hear me? Someone else said that, that flare-ups happen and make symptoms multiply massively. That is so true. Like, it's not that, like, we are just constantly at a certain level, like, of distractibility or impulsivity. Like, there are times when we have emotional stress or other things going on, then, like, it can make it way harder. Like, things just get more difficult. I know that when I am tired my working memory is worse I am like way more distractible um, and I like just yeah can't focus on anything if I haven't slept right or eaten properly and so yeah flare-ups definitely happen um E. Patrick says how hard it is for me sometimes but I don't know how to explain it yeah the struggle of explaining like what you're actually going through inside I like that hard it's like I want to tell you what is going on but I also don't know how to put words to it so thanks to everyone who shared their experiences um hopefully we've given you some advice on ways that you can share your ADHD with other people and communicate it um and remember also that 
if you are a listener of this podcast, you get 10% off anything on the ADHDOS website. So that's our worksheets and things. So we have one for um, housework, tidy house, tidy mind. We have the self-diagnosis booklet. Um, we have a goal setting workbook as well. Um, so you can check that out on ADHDOS.com and use the code EXPLORERS and then you get 10% off the whole site. So Thanks so much for listening. If you want to support us in other ways, you can check us out on Patreon. So over on ADHD is um, Patreon. And we have a Discord as well. So we're trying to get that popping. So we need more people there so we can all chat and, you know, talk about our ADHD to each other. Uh, so thanks, everyone, for joining. And we love you. Have a good day. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.